0: You know, it started like a hum, I'm told, uh, all through Detroit, like a hum. And it it built up to first a dull roar and then just a roar that, uh, well, like this. That's pretty much the sound of the whole game from the stadium, thanks to uh, Jeff Marcero, our uh, sales director, uh, who was able to take his son Adam, a great uh, father-son event, which it was for a lot of people, And working in that dull roar and not missing a beat, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, I always say, Mike Tirico of now NBC, calling all the action. And I loved the week before when he said, I'm going back home, because he lives in Ann Arbor with his lovely wife, Debbie, and he is back home, and we love talking with him. Mike, I know how busy you are. Thanks for joining us this afternoon.
1: Paul, good to speak with you. Uh, it's quite a quite a 48 hours with a couple of playoff games, and uh, that was uh, probably right up there with the neatest and uh, most unique environments I've seen for a sporting event in my 30-something years of doing it. Certainly you a fun night for sure. S-
0: you said that in the week before. In fact, I may have, uh, Rieger, did I play that? I might have played your cut where you said that, or at least I quoted you, that You were going back home to what should be the best kind of a matchup ever, and and I thought it really was. How did you feel?
1: Uh, Paul, it it lived up to everything we thought, and so often, especially now in a society where we spend so much time talking about the games that are coming up and building them up, it delivered on every front. And I'm going to start with the crowd, and I think this is unique that it's as much a Detroit story as it is a Lions and football story the crowd was in the stands in numbers that I've never seen in an NFL game, 45 to 50 minutes before kickoff. Uh, the fans were you know, 60% full. As a matter of fact, one of the assistant coaches for the Rams who I've known for some time said to me on the field before the game, said, I don't think I've ever seen a stadium this full and we don't kick off for an hour. <laughs> and they were watching the Packers game and the Packers were scoring. They were cheering. And it was just a, a unique atmosphere. And then the, The crowd stayed loud throughout. Usually you get one of those emotional things. Here comes somebody back or some agreed party, and there's a boo, and there's some noise in the first quarter, and then it dies down. The crowd brought it for four quarters too, so it really added to the entirety of the night.
0: Well, and University of Michigan graduate Aiden Hutchinson, who's played in the the largest stadium in America, second largest in the world, he knows loud. This is what Aiden said about the noise.
1: It was, yeah, it was wild. It was wild. The the, camp, the fans came out. It's probably maybe one of the loudest stadiums I've been in. You know, and um, I mean that first half and the end of the game. It was. Uh, it was crazy, man. Detroit, that they, they ate all this up.
0: And then, of course, the coach that has led these Lions to believing in themselves. Even Dan Campbell talked about the fans
1: showing up. That is arguably the best environment I've ever been in. That that was absolutely electric. And I think what's crazy is I was coming down for pregame warm-up, and I, you could just feel it. It was humming. The building was humming, and I swear you could feel the electricity down the tunnel from where I was coming down, and it only just grew from there. So, um, man, our fans showed up in a big way.
0: I got to tell you, it, you said it already, but in your 30 years, Mike Tirico, uh, you've never seen anything quite like that. How exciting to hear from you, because you've been all over the world calling all kinds of games.
1: Yeah, Paul, it, it, it was. that mean, Dan's right. There's a long tunnel. It's probably the longest entrance that you have from a locker room to field perspective in the league. And you can just see it start to build and you can hear it as you walk down the tunnel. And I'm down there an hour before the game. I can't imagine what it was like for the guys going on the field. And I was texting with uh, Dan Campbell this morning and uh, he said, he said almost the same thing he said in that sound bite, just is, uh, the fans are a huge part of the experience, the environment and the night and, you know, a credit to the Rams. I, they played. They played a terrific game in those conditions. And I think the hundred some odd games that you see Matthew Stafford play uh, in the Detroit uniform and the many in a Lions uniform in Ford Field, that was exactly the guy you got last night. I mean, hit a couple of times, hand bloody, kept coming back and throwing darts and throwing great passes throughout. So full credit to the Lions defense about the difference in the second half. When the Rams' defensive, defensive adjustments set in, so too did the Lions. And I think that was the, uh, the key for them moving that that ballgame.
0: You're back next weekend. Do you have to go travel between now and then, or are you traveling?
1: No, it's it's amazing. You kind of think about your weeks in the playoffs with this, uh, I don't know where we're going. And I think in different circumstances, given what happened in Buffalo and the weather and the scheduling is a little bit off from what normally is, we might have been headed to San Francisco for their game uh, in the in the second round, which is now against Green Bay. But Dallas loses, things move, things shift. And we're back here Sunday afternoon. So I, I drove home on uh, 96 and 14 last night. And I'll get to see a little of these roads this week. And that is quite all right. I, I have to say, I stopped I to get a cup of coffee this morning. I don't think I've ever seen a happier Monday when it's three degrees in the middle of January in my 25 years of living here. I mean, people were happy, (laughs) chatting about the game, and it's just a nice thing to see the people who invested for so long without return uh, got a return in spades last night.
0: And it's so nice to live in a city where it really matters and has really affected Detroit, just as you point out, Mike Tarico. Your phenomenal work ethic, your impeccable uh, preparation. You are respected by all because you're so good. I'm glad you're able to spend some time in Ann Arbor. The kids uh, get to spend a little time with Dad, your lovely wife, Debbie, and uh, and then we'll welcome you back Sunday. And, and the, the fans had a chance to take out their feelings on Matthew Stafford. If Philadelphia yeah. wins, uh, they'll be able to take out their thoughts on Matt Patricia.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I brought that up at the end of the game. We were talking about the potential match- matchups in Tampa Bay and Philadelphia, and Matt is now calling the defensive signal. I've known Matt since he was a graduate assistant at Syracuse. He's one of the good people in the league. It didn't work out here, but he and his wife loved their time here and spoke fondly of the area. But it just adds to the story, right? You go through one chapter, and then almost the next chapter comes back for an opportunity if the Eagles win tonight. I think it's going to be a tough game for Philadelphia. They're banged up. Their cohesiveness is lost. Tampa Bay will be a dangerous home team tonight, but uh, – no matter what, the storylines are rich and plentiful and the Lions are a home win away from playing the NFC championship game. I don't think uh, a lot of folks probably be saying that two, three years ago.
0: Nope, you're absolutely right. Quick note, uh, you live in Ann Arbor, uh, you uh, are a Michigan fan, U of M.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, how great it's been for, for Michigan fans and for all of the great state of Michigan, and now this with the Lions as well. Uh, J.J. announced he's going into the, uh, the NFL uh, draft, uh, Blake Corum. Um, a few people are staying. I, to me, it it means there's a better than fifty percent chance that uh, that Coach Jim Harbaugh will go to the NFL. Any thoughts on your part?
1: Yeah, it, it does, Paul. When you start to look at all of those factors, right? You think about you accomplished something that hadn't been done for Michigan since '97 and win the championship. So there's one. You kind of put the program in a really good place in terms of what it means. The uh, ethos of Beckler and the team, the team, the team. I, I will say that I think in a very fractured, individualized time of college football, that was the strength and the superpower of this Michigan team. A lot of people cared about each other and played together. And that doesn't necessarily happen nearly as much as it did uh, in college football. So I think it's a big part of that. And if you're Jim Harbaugh and you climb climbed this mountain, you had a chance to be a Super Bowl winning coach, and he came within a, a – Past play of doing that when he played his brother again in the Super Bowl and they mm. coached the teams. He's a chance to go with a college and a pro championship. Uh, you know, it's a it's a great mountain to try to climb. I would not be surprised, but I think he knows as well that if he and Sarah, and their fans, decide I just wanna run out the rest of the career here, that they could do it. And there are very few people who can say that. So the option's gotta be great in the NFL. If not, I think there's a there's a more than you know more than reasonable chance that with all the opportunities and all the desire from the NFL, that the guy could stay. So I think fifty is the right call. I really do.
0: Yeah i uh, I would love for Jim to stick around for the uh, the the Harbaugh legacy, the Harbaugh dynasty. Uh, but but I also can understand if he's got this dream like his brother uh, had the dream and got it, the Super yeah. Bowl beating him that he'd like to do the same. It'd be a pretty incredible story either way. You're an incredible story, Mike Tirico, and that you would give us some time in your busy schedule. I'm glad there's a little break for you, can spend some time with the family, and we'll look forward to listening and watching uh, this coming Sunday.
1: Thank you, Paul. Great to hear your voice. Great to talk to you, Dan. Stay well, and we, uh, we'll connect you down the line.
0: I, I look forward to it. Mike Tirico. Thanks, thank you, sir, from NBC. The GOAT, and I mean it. I've said it when he's not on the air. I'm saying it while he can hear me. The greatest of all time, if you sum it all up, he has the most incredible work ethic. His preparation is impeccable. He is respected by all and loved by many, including me, Mike Tirico, as we continue with Paul W. Smith at WJR.